Hello and welcome to Screen Babble, your guide to what to watch. We'll be tuning into hours and hours of TV so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what's to be avoided. I'm your host, Kelly Crichton, and once again this week, I am joined by the dream team that is Alex Moreland and Stephen Ross, our resident TV critics, who serve you, the viewers, in a quest to TV enlightenment. If you haven't tuned in before, each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching as well as looking more closely at a new programme or something making the headlines in the deep dive. This week, Alex talks to us about the new true crime drama series, The Crowded Room, which I know nothing about. So looking forward to hearing that. Finally, we go back to the future to tell you about a programme you may have missed when it first aired or streamed. This week, Stephen tells us about classic British sitcom Drop the Dead Donkey. But first, we like to talk about what everyone has been watching recently. Stephen, we missed you. Welcome back. Uh, did you watch any telly while you were away gallivanting? Yeah, well, not so much when I was away gallivanting because um, everything was in a foreign language on, on the TV in the hotel <laughs> that I was in. But when I got back from my gallivants, I um, I went to the Full Monty TV series premiere the for the Disney Plus show. Um did you did you have to dress up for that? Well, or, I got or, t- or not at all. <laughs> um, and I, I put a blazer on. Um, yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was good. I, uh, I spoke to Robert Carlyle, Mark Haddy, Talitha Wing, who is a new actress in the series, and Adrian Cook, who's a new, pretty young star in the series. I think he's about twelve years old. Um, and then we watched the first two episodes yep. at the Showroom Cinema in Sheffield. And yeah, yep. I thought it was pretty good. Pretty, it's different to the to the film. It's similar in tone, but it feels more political. Okay. I know that the the movie had like a backdrop of like post Thatcher's Britain and yeah. Northern decline and things, but this is yeah. like the first episode's called Leveling Up, and the second episode's called Supply Chain Economics. Okay, well, that's quite political, then. Yes, <laughs> and we, you know, we have food banks, and we have yeah. at the um, very start of this series. You know, when they're sort of telling a story through newspaper headlines. Yeah. Front page of the Sheffield Telegraph, where I used to work, flashes up, and it's a front page that I worked on. So that was quite cool. Uh, talking about um, HS. Talking about HS2 being scrapped up to Oh, my God. What a, what a claim to fame, Stephen. There you go. Yeah. If you pause it and like zoom in and look really closely, is there going to be no, laying a picture? No, there might be my editor's name. Oh. No um, byline. Oh, Alistair Campbell also, also retweeted that front page as well back in the day. So oh, it, interesting. That's my claim to fame. I saw a trailer for it and... I was kind of drawn in straight away and I was sort of, it, I don't know if you've seen this trailer, it's a clip of the kind of original cast in a greasy yes, spoon yeah. having a chat. And um, one, I was struck by just how old they all looked. I don't know, that's a pretty shallow comment, but it just kind of shot me. And secondly, it felt like, oh, nothing has changed, which was kind of disappointing. You know, you know, that kind of way like they now I I know nothing from that scene about what they're all doing or anything like that but Robert Carlyle's character was you know still kind of wheeling and dealing you could see and he was trying to like get a new scheme on the go or whatever and I was just like ugh I don't know I didn't feel too happy after it like I didn't feel enthused like but I was okay. I'm interested to see it but I was just like huh <laughs> like did you do you mean you wanted them to have had a happy ending yeah after of course the film or <laughs> Of course, they should have all got off and joined the Magic Mike touring <laughs> production. I don't know if <laughs> that would have been a very realistic outcome, though. <laughs> if they were all the mega famous strippers now. 
I don't know. It just seemed like you were back to square one where they were all being a bit like curmudgeon-y and sort of grumpy and like, or whatever, you know. Um, so, yeah, look, maybe I've read it all wrong. You've seen more of it than me. You were quite no, happy. No, that, that is what it is. I mean, <laughs> on, on the, the blue carpet, they were they were talking about it and they said like, well, you know, seven prime ministers later um, yeah. and what's changed, you know, in some ways... Oh. It's it's worse than it was when we filmed the film on it for money. So they, I mean, they're all a fairly politically conscious bunch of guys. Interesting. Um, yeah, it, it can be a bit bringing you back down to earth. Would you like, say, this is? Would you say that's a bit unusual for Disney? Either of you, Alex? What do you think? Um, I think it's it's probably something they hope is becoming more usual. Yeah. Like their their big rebrand, or not rebrand, but um. All of the advertising for Disney Plus is like the stories you know and the stories you don't expect. Like they're trying to say mm-hmm. we have more than just Star Wars and princesses and things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it'd be good to see um, how the series continues. So how many episodes is it, Stephen? And when's it available? Do you know? Eight episodes. They all come on Disney Plus on the 14th. Oh, awesome. Just around the corner. Okay, cool. What about you, Alex? Tell us what you've been up to. Um, so I have still been watching Holt and Catch Fire, mm-hmm. uh, Channel 4, quite enjoying that. I think Lee Pace is very good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still just sort of in the first first few episodes, but yeah, enjoying that a lot. Good. Uh, I saw the new Spider-Man film recently. Uh, that was good. Good fun. Um, better, I suspect, than the Mario movie was, but... What? No. Yeah, probably, but no, no it was good. It I was. Um, so. <laughs> Visually, it was quite impressive. Like the the animation was quite ambitious, all of that. Cool. Uh, so yeah, enjoyed that. One of those um, is that a, supposed to be the summer blockbuster or one of the main summer blockbusters? I think, then? Yeah. yeah, probably mm-hmm. one of the bigger ones. Um, and I suspect it'll do better than a lot of the other comparable films, like the the Flash. Yeah, I imagine it's going to be a massive, massive bomb. Oh God, okay. Um, but yeah, no, so that was good. Would recommend that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I guess on the other side, something I would not recommend particularly is The Idol, which I watched the other day. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Tell us a bit about that. It's been making headlines or what, low lines or it whatever you want to call it. It has been, been making some headlines, a lot of, a lot of very critical reviews and things, um, one of which I wrote. Uh, so I <laughs> Thank you. you know. Thank you for your contribution yes, uh, to the canon welcome, of criticising The yes, Idol. <laughs> I, I try my best. I like to think, well. Um, but yeah, so it is... The, the the basic idea is it's about this sort of young pop star. Uh, she has recently, you know, her mother's recently died. She's had a bit of a rough patch of breakdown kind of thing. She's trying to sort of rebrand herself as kind of a more more adult, more mature musician mm. um, to to varying degrees of success. As that's happening, she meets a sort of a, a mysterious nightclub owner who it turns out is also <laughs> sort of the leader of a cult, essentially. And she kind of falls under his influence. Okay. Um, and they have quite a, a sort of a toxic dynamic, I think, is is the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not very good, mm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, understatement. Am I right in there. saying like a lot of the criticisms are sort of that it's quite as misogynistic, but your main criticism was that it was just kind of dull, yeah. Well, I, 
I wouldn't put it like that, like, you know, the misogyny is fine if it was interesting. <laughs> but um, I, That's not what I was insinuating, Alex. <laughs> no, of course not. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think a lot of the sort of the response, especially out of, um, out of Cannes, the film festival, probably did make it seem more like there was more to it than there was. Because mm. in the end, it is a very just sort of superficial sort of straightforward kind of... It's always very clear what it's thinking and what it wants you to think mm, mm-hmm. um, in a way that, yeah, did not make for a particularly interesting bit of television. Okay. Um, a lot of it. And so so, so it opens with... Um, this montage of her doing a photo shoot for her new um, her new album cover, mm-hmm. and so it's all very commercialization, whatever. Then shortly afterwards, like a, a private photo of her leaks, and so that sort of juxtaposition is like how her how her body is kind of bought and sold in various ways. Okay, and so it's all very sort of obvious. Okay, we can we can yeah we can see the the juxtaposition you're making, mm-hmm. but there's no kind of. There's nothing Nuance. beyond that. Yeah. yeah, there's no sort of insight or truth to it, I guess. Okay. Um, the thing that it's kind of come under, I guess, a lot of criticism for is that there was there was this report, this expose, I guess, that the the atmosphere on set was quite toxic okay. and the original director was let go and replaced by um, the Euphoria guy, Sam Levinson, who okay. is very easily mocked and not particularly talented. Um mm. And The Weeknd, who is the the mm-hmm. pop star who kind of created the show, he stars in it. He is a terrible actor. Oh, God. Ugh. Terrible, terrible actor. Just adding um, to the negativity. Just, just a real blank space, void of charisma. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that adds to the way in which it seems like a, like a vanity project. Yeah. Um, which, again, makes it easier to mock. And, again, probably makes it seem more superficial. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You wouldn't, do... wouldn't recommend. Sorry, go Not on, good. Stephen. You, you do sometimes see a show, don't you, and you wonder if it's been made just because the lead actor wants to kiss the lead actress. Oh. <laughs> do, you think do you know what I mean? And I feel like why would The weekend go into acting if he can't act? Mm. Unless it's because he wants to cop off with Lily Rose Depp. Yeah, I... That could be it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bits where um, in that scene they they write her sort of complaining to the intimacy coordinator sort of like oh you're so restrictive you're not letting me like Uh, take my top off that kind of thing essentially um and it's again it's a very sort of superficial like oh it's all about who controls her that kind of thing Mm. but it feels a lot like like sam levinson is just sort of going god wasn't it so irritating that i had to you know, protect the actresses on Euphoria. God, I wish, yeah. I wish their contracts weren't like that. It's like, okay, yeah, man, okay, on, all right. It's like a little dig or whatever, right? Okay. Yeah, mm. eyes just rolling out my head the entire time. Do you think people will just go to see it or watch it because of the controversy around it as well? Though, do you think that's doing it no I harm? Think, um, they might watch the first I think, episode. I, th- <laughs> I think it has definitely benefited from this yeah. because without all of that, it is like a like a sort of six out of ten show. No one would pay any attention to okay. at all. Okay. Uh, equally, that first episode did very poorly, sort of ratings-wise, oh, okay. in terms of how many people watched it. Yeah. Um, and it was massively expensive because when they fired that first director, they um, like reshot pretty much the whole thing, oh, doubled geez. the cost of it. Yeah. 
Oh, God. Doomed. Um, Doomed from the start. So, yeah. Then. yeah. Huge, huge failure. Huge flop, okay. I would expect. Okay, so boo to the idol. Um, yeah. But you can watch it where? Uh, Sky Atlantic, Now TV, various piracy websites. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, I just really briefly, I did, I finished so many things this week. I finished Malpractice. I finished Colin from Accounts. I finished Yellow Jacket Series 1. I finished... Mood, which I want to talk to you about because oh. mood is like very similar sort of idea as the idol or some elements of it there where there's a lot lot of sort of focus on influencers, people in the public eye and sort of their ownership of their body and um their image and all that stuff basically and about you know how they become like separate identities basically from themselves and so it explores all that but it's written, directed I think and starring Nicole Leckie who's absolutely awesome she's so good and uh, she's a talented singer songwriter as well the soundtrack is really good I really 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 enjoyed it it was really excellent and it's some of the format of it was a little bit different to what you'd normally see so there was almost like at points it turned into like a musical you know, and at other points, it was just kind of, there was big sort of breaks for sort of musical numbers without it ever feeling like a musical. It was, it was really well done. Um, but that's available on iPlayer. They just picked up a BAFTA for miniseries, I think, best miniseries. Yeah. Um, so I'd really, really recommend that to everybody. Um, and all the other things I can talk about another day. So, right. Great. Thank you, everybody, for that. Moving along, Alex, you're going to talk to us about everybody's fave Tom Holland. And his new... Is he, is he everybody's fave? I'm joking. Okay, I'm joking. Oh. Um, the Crowded Room. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I should say before I before I spend ages criticising Tom Holland, um, he, <laughs> a bit, bit before I am very, very personally mean to him, uh, he lives... Spoiler alert. Yeah, he lives not so far away um, and, and has apparently run into... My, my friend Osbert at the shop and was Ooh. very polite to him. Oh. So there you go. Tom Holland, very polite on this one day several years ago. In real life. Now, IRL. in this programme, yeah. however. Um, <laughs> now, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah now, now we've got that out of the way. So the crowded room is... Before Can I before just say, I it, we've yeah. talked way too much in segment one. Yeah, I know. We're going to have to keep this kind of tight. I'm going to long. Okay. Um, so the crowded room is... They Apple asked that we not talk too much about the actual premise of it, even though it's all over Wikipedia what? and it is it is based on a true story. That is so death. you can you can kind of you can make various assumptions, but oh, I God, will that say is so that, annoying, so annoying. Yeah, it Ugh. is a little bit. It's but it it makes sense watching it because it is it is sort of loosely based on a real person who had a particular kind of condition okay um but the episodes try and position that as a twist i think um in a way that is very obvious like (laughs) i'll say that i i did obviously knew that or know that even because it's on wikipedia it's famous it's based on a book whatever but within the first two minutes you can tell exactly what all of the twists are going to be over the next few episodes okay um but setting that aside Mm. It is so it's it's true crime adjacent, we'll say, um, and it is ten episodes long. Mm. I have seen the first three, which mm-hmm. are the sort of three that are going to be available on Friday. Mm-hmm. 
takes too long to do anything. Oh dear. It ha- it sort of flashes back to the Tom Holland character's youth, uh, when he's sort of a teenager in school trying to like buy drugs and go to parties. Um, does not justify that at all. Spends way too long on all of this stuff. Yeah. Almost seems like like an exercise in procrastinating and not getting to the point. Uh, I have stretching no it out to ten episodes. How. Like yeah, I having seen the three of them and the amount of time it takes to get to to not even get to the point because the cliffhanger of the third episode still doesn't quite spell out what it's doing, okay. even though it's obvious what it's doing. Mm. Yeah, I just I just googled the twist. Yeah, and it's what right. I oh, Stephen, like, you can tell. But it's so so it's sort of based on like a a real person, a historical. Right. Well, I was I I, I will park all that yeah. and I'll watch the first episode and I'll see okay. if I agree. Yeah, tell us. But um, because <laughs> I don't know setting all of that aside and how how long it takes to get anywhere. Yeah. Tom Holland is not great in it. Oh. To be honest, yeah. it is not. Um, it, it's not a great performance. And it needs to be, oh. but it's not. It, it's um, he he has minimal sort of screen presence. Um, I guess I guess I'll caveat that maybe he's trying to sort of do a kind of like he's blending into the background, and then in the final episode, it will be a, a shocking twist when he reveals his new depths. But <laughs> no, it's <laughs> sounding unlikely. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. not a great performance. Oh. Um, the wig is terrible, terrible <laughs> wig. Um, yeah, it it reminds me more than anything else of Joker, the Joaquin Phoenix film from oh, a few yeah? years ago. Okay. Um, in 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 ways that I maybe shouldn't elaborate on because I think that again would spoil the oh, twist a little God. bit. Okay, but um, you're being very good same, with not giving wig. away. It's the same wig. It's the same wig. Yeah, okay. it is. It is a little bit like um, that. Like, I mean, like any of the true crime stuff we've done, but like that Raoul Moat thing, yeah. if we hadn't been able to, or if we'd been politely asked not to yeah. say who Raoul Moat is or yeah. what happened. Okay. But yeah, anyway, suffice to say, Tom Holland, not good in this. Oh, what a shame. And it's getting a bit of hype as well, though, isn't it? Um, yeah, that won't last. Yeah, where is it at? <laughs> that won't what, last. what channel? Uh, Apple TV Plus. Oh, yes, Apple, of course. Friday. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay, okay. Meh. Meh. All right. Wow. Stephen, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Yeah. Um, do bring, I have time to get any more digs in on Tom Holland? Bring or, the lulls, bring bring the joy. Unless you've got okay. something positive to say about Tom, we're just going to leave it there, okay? <laughs> oh, poor, poor Tom Holland. Poor Tom. I quite like. I think his girlfriend is a very good actress, right? Um, yeah, better than him. So, who's his girlfriend? As and there. Oh right, go on. From Euphoria. Uh-huh. Whatever, Stephen. Right next. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the dead donkey, Stephen. Tell us about drop yes, the dead sorry, donkey. I thought you were going to like lead me into it. Normally you go like, and now <laughs> Okay, sorry. Let's go back to the future. <laughs> yeah, stop, stop. What is it? Flogging the dead, flogging yeah, the dead so donkey, we'll flogging the dead horse. Dead donkey instead. Yeah. Right. right. So drop the dead donkey, Stephen. Tell us. Tell us. A timely review. Absolutely. A timely review. A timely review. Yes. <laughs> that was the worst link ever. <laughs> Drop the Dead Donkey uh, is a six-season-long political satire, um, which I've not done for a little while. These political satires, because I sort of front-loaded them, them, but it's, them. Yeah. it's a political satire that was um, made between 1990 and 1998, and I'm sort of 
giving it a shout out now because it's coming back for a live stage show with most of the the Original series cast, cast oh, cool. surprising their world. Wow. Um, and that the stage show will be coming out sort of early 2024, I believe. But it's, yeah, so it's set in a newsroom of um, Globelink um, TV news studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just been bought out by this big um, entrepreneur. And this has brought with it a few changes and all of the staff are a bit concerned. And the entrepreneur's not really seen in these series. His dog's body comes in and keeps assuring people that he's not really here and he doesn't want to change anything mm. whilst sort of puppeteering and manipulating the fairly meek and mild editor, George, who's played by Jeff Roll, to sort of bending to his will. Um, but the, the really interesting thing about Drop the Dead Donkey is that it was, it's a bit like Mock the Week, except scripted. So it's a piss take out of the stories that are happening within the week. But because of that, it's written up to the day that it's broadcast. And in some days, it's sometimes it was actually filmed like the morning of the broadcast. I feel like that would never happen today, which is strange, isn't it? It's like, I guess, yeah. I, I don't know why. I guess maybe because of the 24-hour news cycle or whatever, you just can't, can't compete. Well, yeah. 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 Um, and Pete, yeah, it just it just wouldn't work, I think, yeah. especially with streaming and everything yeah. now. But So is it, um, um, what's it like to sort of like go back to it now then if it's all very... Timely. Sort of like well, very so this, topical. Well, it's a bit like watching old episodes of Mock the Week on Dave. You sort of slide back into it. Obviously, you'll need... it. Well, this is what I, I thought in my notes. I said it's a bit like a history lesson mm. because it's eight years of weekly sort of overviews of the news that week. And it's interesting to see what was the big story. So the first season's all about the invasion of Kuwait in 1990 and the sort of fears of it becoming a global crisis. And now that's not really on the radar anymore because of everything that's happened since. Mm. But yeah, because it's written up to sort of the day it's filmed, the cast are always looking at their clipboards because they work in a newsroom, but they've just got the scripts from their lines. <laughs> written on the that's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, in 2000, when it was like put onto DVD or I think, yeah, they added before each episode a little like voiceover that goes, this episode was broadcast in the week when... Oh, um, yes, good. Good idea, yeah. So it grounds you a little bit. Yeah. Um, It's really funny, really just classic British humour. Biting sarcasm, that kind of thing. It's dated a little bit. Like, Mm. I think the stage show will, you would hope, would have a little less of the casual sexism in there. Like... There's quite a bit of that. I've not seen all of it yet, so I can't speak to casual homophobia, but I've not seen any of that so far. Mm. I imagine that that'll be in there, but I don't know if that's the case. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 dated because it's a 1990s comedy series. Um, and sometimes it's a little difficult to overcome when sort of the entire episode is based around um, the news team listening into like a recording of one of their female colleagues having sex and then mm. just using it to sort of like take the mick out of it. That's yeah. a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. But luckily most episodes aren't like that. Good. Good. Okay. So, um, um, so you said eight series, my God. And how many episodes and where can people watch it? Uh, six seasons, but Sorry, over six. eight years. Oh, okay. Um, I think 65 episodes, something Jeez. like that. Oh, that it's all keep you going. Yeah. Cool. Um, all on the, the, 
interesting thing is that they miss out because of the times that it was filmed. Thatcher's resignation is between seasons. Diana's death is between seasons. And Tony Blair's like a massive election victory is between seasons. So you miss all of that. But it's still very good. Which, to be fair, are probably like the biggest things that happened in the 90s, plus the invasion of Iraq or whatever. (laughs) So that's that they're like the four biggest things, I guess. Okay, great. So a very positive recommendation for Drop the Dead Donkey. It doesn't start Tom Holland either. Oh, even even better. Recommendation. Uh, Okay, that was brilliant. Thank you both for all that sage insight. Can you have sage insight? I'm hoping you can. Advice. We have it here. We have it here. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for joining us this week, listeners. Do look out for Friday morning Screen Babble Weekend Watch, which will preview what to watch over the weekend and beyond, but not the crowded room. If you have any suggestions for what TV we need to get in our lives, drop us a line via our social media. You'll find us on Twitter at National World TV and on all other platforms as National World. You can also sign up for our wonderful weekly TV newsletter by going to nationalworld.com forward slash newsletter. We'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many TV lovers as possible. We'll be back again next week with more Screen Babble. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Bye.